0: Lord, this evening I'd like to speak to you about some instruction from Moses and instruction from you that you gave to the people in Jeremiah, in the days of Jeremiah, and you also give to us at this time, as it's made known in Isaiah 21. <clears throat> they all tie together because they're speaking about these end times. Lord, in Jeremiah 13, 17, you say there is, Through Jeremiah, but if you will not hear it, my soul will weep in secret for your pride. My eyes will weep bitterly and run down with tears because the Lord's flock has been taken captive. Lord, that's Jeremiah weeping because you told him what was about to happen. And Lord, it's very interesting that you describe the darkness that is coming upon all the people, and that they'll have no light because they're going to be judged, and the words are going to be taken from them, which was finished in Daniel 12:4. It wasn't returned again until uh, the Lord was born and came in His ministry, and then He made known His words, and they didn't receive it. And after the cross, He came back and made it known. Uh, he, he opened the Spirit to them because He paid the price of the blood, and so now they can come in and you, you, your Spirit, which is the fullness of God, the, your 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 Spirit is in the words of God in the full measure, as it says in John three thirty four, and because of that. You know, he, he's weeping because they would not receive it. And it's just like the parable of the ten virgins in this day. He's saying your lamp is going to go out. The light is going to go out. This is what he's talking about in Jeremiah 13, 15 to 17. And we're in the same boat at this time. You, you warn us constantly through the Bible, whether it's, you know, in, in the third seal judgment, you, you tell us the oil and wine won't be touched, but nobody else will have it. They'll, be, they'll have to pay a heavy price just to get bread of instruction. But they won't have any oil knowledge and wine, the plan of you, or the authority to bring forth your plan. They won't have that. That's the lack of the words. You're going to make a famine of the words, as you say in Amos eight eleven to 14. And um, Lord, I pray that the people begin to hear this at this time. When Moses was about to give the blessing in Deuteronomy 33, it's very interesting what he's saying because it ties so closely. The beginning of his the blessings that he's going to speak over the tribes ties so closely to Isaiah 21, 10 to 12. And it, it's really talking about the same kind of thing because it's a, it's a terrible thing what's about to happen. The people don't understand how their pride, they're thinking that they got it all right, that they got the scriptures, and they got everything. The whole tribe of Israel went into captivity, and after, you know, they went and received the words of the Lord after the after the cross. Then the the city was destroyed within the, the time frame, the thirty seven year time frame. And it was a terrible thing for these people. They, they they will not listen, and you warn the people at this time if they don't get the right oil in their lamp, the oil that's going to stay lit during the night. The oil that is the seal of the inheritance, because God is light, and if we get the inheritance of God in us, there can only be light. but as you said in john nine four five the light you are going to be taken out of the world, and you your name that they don't understand, according to revelation nineteen eleven to thirteen is the word of God. They don't understand there are words that are higher than our words. You can say the words in our languages, <clears throat> but when we say them with the intent of our heart to honor the pure language of the kingdom of heaven with understanding, as it says in, Proverbs, I mean, in Psalms 14, 2 and 3, in Psalms 53, 2 and 3, you're telling us there that you're always looking down to see if anybody understands, and they don't understand. So obviously they didn't understand your words because your words last forever, and your words is the inheritance Let me read this quickly, Lord, in in Deuteronomy 33. It's recorded here in verse 1. It says, Now this is the blessing which Moses, the man of God, blessed the children of Israel before his death. Now, Moses is about to die, and everybody knows the story. Um, But he gave this blessing of the tribes, and he also gave us the blessing of the song uh, that we talked about in other messages earlier, uh, well, late last year, and many other times. But please understand the children of Israel, the name Israel means the vicarious Governor of God. These are people appointed to be rulers, to be carriers of the word to judge us. So, you know, it's it's like they're uh, priests or like they're king, they're like they're lawgivers. It, it's, it's all that because if you have the words of God, the words of God is what judges us, and we're not to go forth and judge the people, like we are. God is the judge, but the words are what judges them. John four, um, yeah, John. Uh, uh, I think it's twenty four twelve right now. My mind can't can't remember. <laughs> um, but uh, the point of it is twelve forty eight. I'm sorry, John twelve forty eight. Um. The point I'm trying to say is that the words judge the people. The words are filled with the full measure of the Spirit of God. And so if we release them in righteousness and it's rejected, then they judge themselves. That's the only way we can be judged in the day of the Lord because it's the trial that comes upon all men, meaning that all men are on trial, and all men are on trial by our hearing the words and doing the words. So if we do the way of the words and the people reject it, they judge themselves. But if we... If we don't do the way of the words in righteousness, they don't judge themselves, we judge ourselves. Because if we're doing it wrongly, we're going to be judged. That's pride. People don't understand they have pride. And um, that's very important for us to understand. Okay, I'm trying to explain that these children of Israel, they're being held accountable to be carriers of the word and to take the word to the world. And they haven't done that. They didn't receive the word and it was taken from them because the word is the kingdom of God. In Matthew 21, 43 to 44, it says it was taken from them. In other scriptures in the Old Testament, it tells us that a nation uh, other than them is going to return the words and cause Israel to be ashamed. And that's what's happening right now. They're going to be made ashamed because they would not hear the words when they opened it. And the Gentiles wouldn't hear it. But God is bringing out a remnant of the poor and uh, of the ones you wouldn't expect. And they're going to cause the words to be made known uh, to uh, the people of Israel, the nation of Israel, the remnant, and also to all the world. Because all the world is going to be judged by the words. And they're going to understand they're coming under punishment because they didn't receive the words in time. You know, the very fact of uh, Revelation 6, uh, 15 to 17 shows you that there's a time when the people will suddenly recognize what their, their sin is and what, what they were caught in the snare of. And it's too late. It's too late it's the same warning the lord gives the the lukewarm church of this day you know the, the church of this day is the combination of all seven churches and they're not separated this church is this one and this church is another no it's the way of the spirit and you got to get the full measure of the spirit at this time and we failed on all those points we were not set apart like we're supposed to be and that's why the lord says in zechariah 10 Verse 3: That he's angry with all the shepherds, and all the people, his people, are in goat herds. They have not set themselves apart according to the law of God, which is in John 17:17. 17, 17, that we are required in this day to be set apart by truth, which is the Word of God. And we don't understand what the Word of God is. We think the whole Bible is that. He's talking about the sacred words of God. And he says, If we won't hear his words, we do not love him. John 14:23 to 24. So we have that. Now, that's how you understand the children of Israel, what the responsibility is. It says, in and, and verse 2, it says, And he said, The Lord came from Sinai, and he donned on them from Seir, and he shone uh, from Mount Paran. And he came with 10,000 of his saints, um, 10,000 of saints from his right hand, come, came a fiery law for them. Now, we know Sinai. Sinai is like another name for it. People have a hard time determining what is the exact name of it. Um, But it's regarded to be that Sinai means um, the, um, well, some people say it's muddy. In other words, the, the dirt mixed with the water of the word. Or you can say it's a bush of the Lord, which remember the bush of the Lord would not burn. So God was there to give them the word that nobody could destroy them, but as it says in john five twenty four if you hear the if you will receive the voice of the Lord, which means discern the words of the voice of the Lord and you discern the uh, and believe in the promises of the Father, then you shall pass through these judgments and have eternal life. so there is your your same statement being made in a different way. now, the seer is an interesting word. Um, we need to understand it because people associate seer with hairy or shaggy, uh, some with rough or, um, rough or bristly. But the uh, true meaning, I believe, on this is the fact that just like the hair on the uh, the uh, sun's going to be covered like it's got black hair on it. Well, that, that means we're being judged by the words that were spoken to us and we wouldn't hear because the hair is symbolic of an antenna. That's why they have the Nazarite covenant and so forth, and they don't cut their hair and so on. It's, it's like an antenna. And we're going to be judged because we were told the words that were called out to us from heaven, and we would not receive his words of wisdom. We rejected it. We thought we had it. And we would not see that he told us that all the people in this day, in Luke 21, 34 to 36, would be caught in a snare, and we didn't believe it. So, so we're like that at this time. Now, from his right hands comes a fiery law for them. Now understand, it's the fiery law, remember the Sinai is symbolic of the, the burning bush. It's, it's considered the bush. Well, the fiery law, the Word of God, is this thing that burns and doesn't consume it because the Lord, the Word makes it strong. It's like the three men went into the fire with the Word, and they come out, uh, not even smoke was upon them. Because the fire, it's like, you know, if, if if you take water and you put something in the water, all the water becomes like that. Well, if you take fire and you put in it the, the man of God with the words of God, in other words, you put the words of God in the fire, if it is the will of God for this person to carry on, then what is going to happen? And if they have, you know, if they finish their work, uh, they could, uh, they're they finished, you know, it's fine. Uh, they, they will be taken up to heaven. But if, if God is like the three men in a fiery furnace, God wanted to glorify his name. And so he glorified his name and they came out. They had not been touched. Not even their clothes were touched with the fire. Because that his fire, his holy fire, won't burn up his holy word. Because his holy word is eternal. And if you're of the holy word, you're eternal. You know, you have eternal life. Do you remember what he said? Eternal life, John five twenty four. It's a promise. Well, that's an example of that. The three minute of fire that's the example of the fiery word that they believed in they get the wisdom of God the wisdom of the words as it's telling us in in uh, Daniel 1 so we can see that is true at that point and that's what it's symbolic of it. so get the words you're going to need it um but it's uh very much a fiery law see it's a law of God Psalm 78 1 to 8 that we teach his words and his ways to the people not just the events but teach the way the works were done by the words, because all his works are done in truth, which is the words of God. So if the law is that we're to teach the ways of his words that makes known how the Lord, by his words, accomplished all these things. Because his words have the law of God and the promises of God. And all his works are done in truth, which is the words of God. John 17, 17 tells us that. Psalms 33, 4. Uh, Psalms uh, 119, 160. And 142. You'll see that in that. So <clears throat> what I'm saying is he says all this uh, to him. And the law is recorded in Deuteronomy six four nine, Deuteronomy eleven eighteen to 21. See, God's plan is a generation plan plan for the generations. He tells us in Genesis 2-4 that the creation account is an account of the generations of God, of the generations of man that he developed for man to to reach the complete goal because he knew man was sinful. So he developed the plan and laid it out. And that's part of our plan at this time. So the law is we teach the words to our family, and it passed on and passed on and passed on, and we're rewarded for that. If if we teach the words to our children, they'll have years added onto their life, and they'll be able to. Uh, in Psalms, we also learn that they will speak strongly in the gates of their enemy. In other words, they'll speak with the words of God in power and authority and overcome the enemy. But we haven't done that. That's why our children are about to be destroyed on the earth by the crown trust because of our weakness, our lack of keeping the law of God. Jesus said he didn't come into the world to change the law, but he came to fulfill it. He came to the ability to give us the spirit of truth, which enables us to learn the law so that we ourselves are like priests because we receive the word directly from God. That's what the tearing of the temple veil represented. So he said, uh, goes on here, he says in verse 3, Yes, he loves the people. All his saints are in your hand. They sit down at your feet. Everyone receives your words. Your words, God's words. Not just the Bible, they receive God's words. They humble themselves to sit at his feet and try to learn the words from him because he says, if we will do that, he'll pour out his spirit upon us and cause us to know his words. Proverbs one twenty three. And it says, Moses commanded a law for us, a heritage to the congregation of Jacob. Jacob is the one, which is the one who is zealous for uh, 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 giving, doing the name, doing the work of the kingdom that God has given them to do and obtaining more. And also keeping the name of the Lord because that is where the secret to the, to the power of God is found. In the power of the king, uh, the, the power of the king is found in his words ecclesiastes 8 4 and jesus is our king so he was seeking the name of the lord because the name of the lord is the work that we're given to do by god and that was jesus's name and i mean the name is the word and it's the word that has all things in it all blessing and so forth in the full measure of the spirit of god in it so if you have that you have the answers it'll all come to you so he says and he was a king in Jeshurun and um the name Jeshurun, let me Look here, I had that there, I'm sure um it, this is uh, Jesuit is the upright people. These are the people walking in the way of the words in the ways of righteousness, and these are the ones that abide in the way the Lord walks and bides in his words, and to them all their desire be done for them. That's what's the he says king and Jesuit. in other words, if he's king in us, then his words are in us because the power of the king is found his words. And that means we'll walk as upright ones and we'll be able to fulfill and obtain what we desire was our desire is to do what he desired for us to do. John five fifteen seven 7, that's where I'm reading that from. And he was king in Jesuit when, when the leaders of the people were gathered and all the tribes of Israel, the, governor, the vicarious governors of God, uh, were gathered together. And he, he, he goes and says, let Reuben live and not die and nor let his men be few. But this is the one I wanted to get to And I'm going to end with this And he says And this he said of Judah Hear Lord the voice of Judah And bring him to his people Let his hands be sufficient for him And that you may be a help And may you be a help Against his enemies How is You know If we teach our children The way of the words Then they'll be able to stand In the gates of the enemies And he said the, He told us here That you know The people uh, everyone receives your words. They're to sit down before him and receive the words of God. That is what we are to do at this time. And Moses is talking about the blessings of these end times, just like like um, uh, Jacob had talked about in Genesis 49. And he said it's the time of the end. And we have to understand this for this time because the Lord tells us in Ezekiel 36 um, that like if you go from 15 to 35, you'll see that in there, the Lord says, wherever the house of Israel is gone, they profaned his name. But he's going to cause at this time, not for their sake, because they don't deserve it. In other words, he's ashamed of them, but because of his promise to the, to the nation, he's going to cause a remnant to come out, and them he's going to wash clean with water, because he said the water of the word washes us clean, and it's the words that wash us clean. And remember that water he didn't say waters, he's going to sprinkle upon them. That means a small amount of water. What he's talking about is the, the small words, the words of God, the few words that are blessed and made holy by the greater works that they enable. That's the small water. Because if we go to Revelation 17:15, it tells you that, that the waters are the nations, the multitudes, uh, the peoples, and, the, and their languages. So what he's saying is this, this pure language that he's going to sprinkle upon them is going to wash them clean. It's the words of God. As he says in John 15, 3, it's his words that washes clean. So when he's saying he's going to sprinkle water upon him, he's talking about the water of the word, the, la- the pure language of his words. Because he classifies, one more time, let me tell you, Revelation 17, 15 tells us that the waters are the nations and multitudes of people and their languages, their tongues. So he's saying he's going to sprinkle his pure language on him. It's small. But it's powerful. It's got more to it. These words enable his greater promises. And remember that he's telling this to Judah. Because Judah, when you go to Revelation 7, you see that that's the first tribe to come out and be sealed. And he's telling they must be strong because they have to... I talked the other night about the supernatural arm when, you know, like when the the princess reached out and grabbed Moses and when uh, Jesus reached out and grabbed Paul, uh, Peter, from the water. That's what he's saying. Let his arm be strong and by the hand of God. Let his hands be strong. In other words, have the power of the words of God in them to help the people, to pull them out of captivity, to give them the word to speak. The thing to do, the measurement, because your hand will, you know, he extended the arm as long as it needed to be. There's no limitation. But what it was, was it was to fulfill all the things necessary at these appointed times. That's the meaning of the supernatural arm, because the, the hand has a print, print, finger, handprint in it. And the arm is the cubit from the elbow to the middle finger, the end of the middle finger. That's called a cubit. It's a measure of a man. So the measure of a man is the work he's to do. And that's why six 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 is a, a, you know the a measure of a man. What you're talking about is it's the decision of a man. Is he of God or not of God? It's a divisionary number. Six 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 is a divisionary number of the work that we're to do. Do we understand the work we're given to do, the measurement of it, and what we're to do at this time? And God is telling us, and, and Moses was speaking to the Lord. And remember that Moses' name means the one drawn from the waters. And what's drawn from the waters? The word. He was the one selected, anointed, to received the words at his time to teach his people, bring them out with a mighty offering of the word and record it for them, given an instructional base. They, The people refused to have the words written on their heart. Instead, at Sinai, instead, they wanted the words taught to them through a priest. And the Lord allowed it. That's not his desire for us. It was never his desire. It says in the New Testament that his desire was clearly to write the words on our heart. And that's what he's wanting to do now. He wants to circumcise our heart and get rid of all the darkness so that we only see the light. And that's what this is about at this time. I hope that's a little bit interesting to you. The reason I bring it up is Isaiah 28, 10 to 12, because he's telling us there in in that scripture uh, a very important truth at this time. He's saying, Oh my threshing and the grain of my floor. Remember where the grain is Floor. That which I have heard from the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have declared to you the burden against Duma. Duma means those who keep silent. He, the Lord, calls to me out of seer. And remember you use seer in this one also. And it means hairy, it means... They, they've had the word spoken to them, but they wouldn't hear it right. They wouldn't listen to it right. That's why the sun is going to come up with like black hair on the sun. And he's rising as the sun of righteousness. Otherwise, he's coming and we're going to be like Nazarites. He's going to give us the power and authority of the word to be like a judge, speak the words for God. And the words will judge the people, as it says in Hebrews 4.12 but you have to do it in the way of righteousness and it'll judge the people. That's why the sun's coming up with hairy. And that's why the moon is decorated red with blood is because in the nighttime, the Lord seals his instruction in us. In the morning, we manifest the knowledge. That's why the sun is gonna be black and hairy. Well, that's why he's calling us out of seer. You know, don't be like Esau who who's, you know, they moved to Seir. Uh, the area of Seir was where Esau moved to. But well, Esau rejected the inheritance, and I've just told you that the inheritance is these words of God that were to teach our children in our household and all those in our household, and were to keep them in our household, and the wives that to set the the way, like putting the uh, you know she wore a red in Proverbs 31, she made a, a sash for her people, and it was red and to divide them from the the way of the world, a scarlet sash. You know, these things, it's symbolic of the blood that that he paid the price for us. And putting it around our our stomachs areas, the reason that is done this way is because it's like, what do we desire to eat? We want to eat the food of the kingdom or the food of the world? You know, do we want the food of the world to enable us to come into knowledge and understanding? Because this is what it's really produced for. And we don't understand these things. Well, I've rambled enough tonight. I pray that this has helped. Oh, I wanted to finish that. I didn't finish that. I'm sorry. He calls me out of Seer and he says, Watchman, what of the night? Watchman, what of the night? Remember, the night is when he seals his word and we're in the last months of the night of the day of the Lord. And the morning is about to rise. And here comes the watchman. He says, Oh, no, the morning comes and also the night. See, the morning is going to come as the son of righteousness. But those who are unwise are going to be cast out and they're going to have darkness. All the light's going be taken from them, and they're not going to be able to work. Nothing like that. We won't work. We're going to be doing away the words, and everything's going to be coming forth for us. We're going to be like stall-fed calves, as he says in Malachi four two. So please understand this. He says, if you will inquire, inquire, return, and come back. And what will he do if you return and come back? What he says in Proverbs one twenty three. he will pour out his spirit upon you, spirit of truth, that can't enter those of the world, John 14, um, 15 to 17. And and in, in what he's saying in Proverbs one he he'll pour out his spirit upon you and cause you to know his words that can never be defeated and that will never end. But those who rejected his words will not be able to get them after the cutoff time. And we don't know the day and hour of the cutoff time. We just know it's in the winter. It's a very bad thing for the people to do. It, it could be in the winter. It could be on the Sabbath, which is the beginning uh, of the morning. But it's right in this time frame that we're in. It's dangerously close and people are not paying attention at all, and they're in no ways prepared. They're in the goat herds. The churches are like goat herds. we got a bliss in the churches. We've got steeples, pagan steeples, which are a symbol of, of the occult. And we have that on our churches, and people don't think anything of it. You know, it's, it's a good thing to do. We have domes with these uh, argyles on them and gargoyles, whatever you want to call them. They're, they're, they're demon spirits. And they're not keeping away evil spirits. They're calling them in. It's like the Statue of Liberty doesn't keep away evil. Uh, uh, it, doesn't keep away, it doesn't give us our freedom. It takes it away. It's a pagan goddess, meaning that we're going to be rejected by God in the time of the Judgment Day that we're in. We'll be rejected of God and all everything will leave this country. Everything will be destroyed because we've allowed these leaders to take place and we allowed all these idols to stand, which give power to the words of the dragon and not to us. Well, I hope this is helpful. I hope it has something in there. If you've played enough, you might get some little tidbit that might be helpful to you in this time of great trouble. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Lord.